Hey Jeepers, on episode 228, we'll hear about how the famous Dana Axle manufacturer and Jeep are going to be neighbors. And the 2016 Grand Cherokee is facing a nasty recall. And I've got some big news about my Jeep. We'll be introducing a new segment contributor to the show. We'll play some voicemails, and we discuss some recent constructive criticism. Tony's got a brand new Stock to Wheeler, a whole bunch of new reviews. Sammy's got some questions about some new Jeep stuff, and we've got a whole new show coming up for episode 228, the Jeep Talk Show. LT Wright knives are handcrafted in Ohio with the finest locally sourced materials. They build everything from everyday carry to bushcraft and even overland specific. Everything that LTWK builds comes with a lifetime guarantee and, and is designed from the ground up to be a solid working knife. Find out more online at ltwrightknives.com. That's L-T-W-R-I-G-H-T knives.com. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Enlisted one. <laughs> Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And I'm glad we had that cutout, cardboard cutout for Josh. <laughs> First week in G. More recalls? Well, Fiat Chrysler is recalling around 32,000 2016 Jeep Grand Cherokees to fix a potentially incorrectly crimped wire harness terminal that could lock the vehicle in park or neutral after the vehicle is stopped. Seems like if the engineers would have just listened to the Jeep talk show, they would have known a little <laughs> solder would have cured that from the get-go. Anyways, I digress. FCA said in a recent press release that the short, the shoddy crimp could allow the terminal to lose its electrical, electrical connectivity. If the condition occurs, the vehicle's shifter may become locked in park or neutral, and nobody wants a Jeep that doesn't move. Thankfully, FCA has received no reports of any accidents or injuries related to this condition. Outside of the U.S., the recall also covers about 20, or 2,095 Grand Cherokees uh, in Canada, 538 in Mexico, 2,472 in other countries. Uh, you get the idea. Consumers will be advised when to bring in their vehicles to, into dealers for service. Until they are fixed, FCA says it's advising customers to continue to use the park and neutral gears as usual, but to apply the SUV's parking brake when exiting the vehicle as a precaution. Yikes. Mm. Hey, if any of you out there are affected by this, give us a call and let us know. I'd like to see how you guys are uh, faring through all that. <laughs> well, here's a familiar uh, name in, uh, well, around Jeep. Dana. Dana Holding Corp. is building a new axle plant. That's right, you heard me, a new axle plant specifically for jeep models on the site of the old willies overland motors plant in toledo ohio where the original jeep military vehicle was first developed and built the toledo lucas port county port authority redeveloped the property last year to attract big industry names just like dana the new facility adjacent to interstate 75 if uh, interstate 75 is optimally located to support automakers throughout the geographic location dana plans to expand a recently constructed 100 1000 square foot facility on the property to nearly 300,000 square feet throughout the next few years. The company plans to invest approximately $70 million and employ more than 300 associates by the year 2020. Toledo's automotive industry began more than 100 years ago, and Dana has been a part of the scene for the last 90 of those years. Beginning in late 2017, Dana plans to assemble enhanced versions of its industry-recognized Dana 30 and Dana 44 axles, which will deliver increased power, density, and performance in a smaller package. 
Interesting. Dana 32.0. All right. Future axle programs and assembly lines are also possible with all that square footage. And as per usual, as this story develops, we will, of course, keep you guys up to date on the latest developments. Hey, big thanks to all of you guys out there who help out each and every week by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you got something you think we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories, make sure you let us know by sending us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. And once again, for you guys that are watching the uh, the YouTube video live or recorded, uh, Josh uh, had a bit of a technical difficulty tonight. We're not streaming video from him, but uh, we were fortunate enough to get the audio and he could join us here tonight. So just wanted to clear that up for anybody that's looking going, what the hell's, what the hell's wrong with Josh's I'm video? I'm just holding very, very still. <laughs> He's waiting for I'm me. I'm like to- a ventriloquist. I can make all these noises and sounds and stuff without my mouth. Well, that makes sense. I can only see one hand. So um, I was going to say, uh, do you think uh, the uh, FCA should have been using some, uh, maybe even some uh, uh, masking tape, painter's tape for, the, for those electrical connections? <laughs> a little do you liquid remember, electrical tape. Do you remember that conversation? That we had uh, on the, the show. Ma- oh wait, the masking tape. Yes, no. I remember somebody here recently using masking tape on electrical connection. We set her straight, though. I was uh, I was talking to uh, somebody doing uh, the electrical wiring. I'm sorry, not electrical. The network wiring uh, at the office the other night, and uh, I, I related our conversation about uh, black tape using black tape on electrical connections and automobiles, and uh, how I had uh, you were you were uh, chastising me on oh no Tony I thought better of you and you couldn't you wouldn't yeah. use masking tape uh, <laughs> I mean use uh, the electrical tape and I uh, I told the guy that I just very quickly said oh that's why I stopped using the the black tape and started using scotch tape oh <laughs> <laughs> so it's just I mean you know FCA could learn a little bit from the Jeep Talk Show about using uh, various yeah. insulating things I mean I, I think it would last longer than what they've used apparently (laughs) but uh there we go anyway uh let's get over to the rest of this stuff you're listening to jeep talk show the number one jeep podcast at my mom's house hey jeepers you might remember back in february i had an in-studio interview with the guys here from oregon trail off-road well they've agreed to come back for an update because a lot has happened since then in the meantime jason and i had a little bit of a phone call where he gave us a little bit of a sneak peek. So we added a vehicle and a team member. So those are two things that happened since then. We've been on, actually, we got picked up by three different news stations, two up here and one down in Southern Oregon. Instagram, too, now we're at, like, what, 10,000 followers now. And, you know, probably when we talked to you, we were more like, like five. Yeah, that was a, a huge perk. And we, yeah, ever since we've been on your guys' podcast, we've seen a huge uptick. So your call to action definitely helped out. And it, the, the thing that we've seen mostly from you guys is like contacts reaching out to us saying, hey, we heard about you on the Jeep Talk Show. We'd like to get involved kind of a thing. So it's been, it's been awesome. That's it for now, guys. Be sure to check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Oregon Trail Off-Road. Jeep is off-road. Jeep is about the journey. Jeep has a great story, a story that I want to tell. I'm a voiceover talent, and I'm going off-road with a grassroots marketing campaign to voice for Jeep. Want to join me on the ride? I could sure use the company. Please tag Jeep. Post a link to kb4jeep.com. Add a message and use the hashtag MyJeepStory. Thanks, Jeep Talk Show and your listeners for your support along this crazy journey. See you on the social media trail. Hey, and coming up, in a little bit on Wrangler Talk, the waiting is finally over. I know you guys are probably happy. 
And I'm finally in the lifted Jeep Club. Woohoo! <laughs> well, it was lifted before. It just wasn't lifted as much. So uh, very excited for you, Tammy. I think we, uh, all of us that have gone through the uh, stock to a lifted uh, realm know how exciting that is, especially whenever you have uh, new tires and wheels to go on, it, on with it uh, as, at the same time. I don't know about you guys, but I just love new tires. Uh, wheels are, are you know, kind of okay. I mean, they're nice. It's kind of a necessary evil. But the new tires, the smell, the getting them put on, the the whole thing is just very. Always enjoyed that. I mean, you know, whenever especially bigger ones. Yeah, when it's bigger or something that's uh, noticeably different. I mean, uh, stock tires, no, that's pretty boring. But uh, having the, the new tires has has always been very exciting to me. So let me tell you, tell you guys really quick about the uh, the Jeep Talk Show. So as you guys know, we're here doing this Jeep Talk Show thing, but you may be watching us only on YouTube or uh, the live show that we have every Thursday at 10 p.m. Central Time. Well, the Jeep Talk Show is primarily an audio podcast. Uh, so you should uh, think of us as something that you can download and listen on your phone while you're driving to work, while you're at the gym. Uh, if you have a, a job-appropriate uh, situation where you can listen during work, you can even listen at that time. It's so much easier just sticking a, a earbud in your ear and uh, listening to the show, uh, especially on that boring drive uh, to work and back home. Uh, some of us uh, have quite a long drive, too, so you can get a lot of good podcasts listening in. So uh, you can subscribe to us over at iTunes, Stitcher, uh, or Tuned In. We recently uh, went through a couple of uh, hurdles to get uh, some updated information over at Tuned In and uh, subscribe over there and listen. So the new episodes of the Jeep Talk Show are available for download each Monday at midnight Central Time, or you can listen directly from our um, website uh, via your smartphone, a tablet, uh, iPad, which is technically a tablet, uh, or your, even your PC. So don't forget to subscribe and you won't miss any episodes of the Jeep Talk Show. And hey, somewhere else that you guys should be subscribing is, of course, our YouTube channel, where we broadcast the show live from every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central. And like Tony was saying, yes, those subscriptions are important, guys, and we very much encourage you guys to subscribe early and often. And of course, tell, make sure you guys tell a friend as well. Uh, we can always use a couple more subscriptions. So if you guys are into the podcasting, would like to join us live during the show, by all means, make sure you check out JeepTalkShow.com or check us out on YouTube, YouTube.com slash JeepTalkShow. Ah, YouTube. So uh, we've been teasing this for uh, a couple of weeks, and uh, I think this is going to be our last teaser uh, before we get to an actual segment. In fact, uh, Gina's put together, started putting together a segment. We're going to share a little bit of that uh, with you tonight. Hey guys, I'm Gina with Boating, Boarding, and Burgers, and today we are going to hit the Silver Lake sand dunes up and do some trail food. So today we're going to do some Sammies, and I'm going to show you how I make those in just a minute. We're also getting everything prepped, so all of our um, tailgating box and all of our cameras, GoPros, everything all set, and our food. So we are going to see you soon. So Josh is already getting his uh, saliva sponge ready for his microphone because we know uh, he's going to be having an issue uh, with that as, uh, as well as I will. Uh, so don't forget to go over to tripleburgers.blogspot.com and you can actually see all the uh, uh, other recipes that Gina has done and uh, some of her TV uh, uh, broadcast interviews that she's been on. So uh, we're looking forward to having Gina here with us on the show very, very soon. Hopefully, because I'm getting hungry, dang it. <laughs> well, Me too. If, if and when you get to see that uh, that video, Josh, uh, you'll see that thing that she was making. 
Yeah, oh that looked really God. good. Oh my God, all those layers of cheese and meat oh, and- uh, You had so me at hard. layers. Uh, yes, multiple layers. That's how you get through winter in more than, more than one way. <laughs> well, how about multiple downloads? How about multiple releases yes. for you guys in one week? We actually uh, had a, a midweek release for the first time in a little while, guys. Uh, I've been teasing it for several weeks now. The interview with Phil from Max Built, the founder of the Epic Willie's Adventure and owner of Wisconsin's premier off-road fab shop. He uh, was kind enough to sit down with us, and I found out all about that Epic Willie's Adventure. Really cool story, guys. You don't want to miss out on that. Some really amazing Jeep stories. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that you will only hear sitting around the campfire type of thing. But we've got the exclusive interview with Phil, and we released that this week. So it is available for download as we are speaking. As you are listening to this, you can get that extra download and download that interview. Now, this is just part one. We've got part two coming up next week where we're going to find out a little bit more about who Max Built is, about Phil himself, and of course, their big giant project that are doing the Wounded Soldier Jeep Give Back Project. Can't wait to feel or to get more about, uh, hear more about that rather. So guys coming up um, next week, look for that. And of course this week, the uh, the part one interview is available for download right now. You know, it was only released uh, today, Thursday, which is the, the day we record the show. And uh, we have hundreds, hundreds of downloads of uh, that uh, part one interview already. Don't miss it. Get out there, download it, and listen and enjoy. Uh, Josh does an excellent job uh, interviewing. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know you do. Uh, an excellent job interviewing Max, and uh, you'll uh, really enjoy that uh, uh, that interview. I was editing the show uh, or the segment last night, and uh, I just had it playing, and I just started doing other things, and I was just sitting here listening, enjoying the interview. And I went, oh, I'm supposed to be editing this. I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> I'm supposed to be working here. not enjoying myself. So, uh, yeah, definitely go over there. It's uh, like, uh, like Josh says, it's just an additional download. If you've already subscribed to the show, it's probably already on your phone or tablet. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? We would really like to know. Call into our uh, voicemail or uh, speak pipe. Uh, the voicemail is 530-675-4102. And let us know where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, funnier the better. Uh, lies are gladly accepted. <laughs> well, let's get over to our reviews, Tammy. I scared Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> she looked up real quick. Huh? What? No, um, we do have some reviews to share with you guys. And as we have always said, we always take any kind of criticism, guys, whether it's constructive criticism, the pat on the back, the big congratulations, all that stuff. We will take it and we will announce it. Now, it's been a while since we've actually had, uh, well, some less than stellar reviews. Uh, and we got oh, one here recently. While. And Tony, this one is uh, this one definitely gives us a little bit of a little bit of a spanking. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you spreading it around there, but it's uh, it's pretty damn specific. Um, so this is a review from iTunes, and uh, I have here in the show notes, drum roll please, this is the Jeep Talk Show's first, first three-star review. Ever. Yes. First ever. And it's all my fault. So uh, it starts off with, 
Tired of Tony by, uh, is that Juan P. Juan. Juan. Juan? Like, Juan. like the number right before two. Uh, so, yes, tired of Tony's political and scientific views, his bad jokes on people's names. Oh, did it again. <laughs> that he can't pronounce. If you guys could concentrate on Jeep information, as the title suggests, uh, it'd be great. It's kind of the TPS reports thing. Yeah, that'd be great. Getting rid of uh, a complete section of just advertising for Amazon would help. Well, Juan, our Amazon bill helps us pay for services we use to bring uh, you all the show. I'm sure you've heard this whining time and time again, but it's just like paying for gas in your Jeep or uh, having to go to work to uh, do things you don't like uh, for money so you can pay bills. Uh, we enjoy our uh, our Amazon segments. I think we have fun with them, and we try to make them fun for you guys too. But frankly, it brings it a little cash so that we can uh, pay Libsyn. Uh, to uh, have the show come to you and uh, uh, for me to have internet access so we can actually broadcast this show and record it. So uh, we do have an alternative that we have been working on. I wasn't planning on uh, rolling it out yet, but I'll uh, tell you since we got this uh, review tonight. Uh, if you'd like to help the show out directly, and this applies to anybody, not just one, uh, you can go to the jeeptalkshow.com website and click the subscribe button. You'll see it up close to the top of the page on the left-hand side. Uh, you can then select from three different levels of weekly subscriptions, 25 cents, 50 cents, and $1. At the 25 cent level, that would be a mere $13 a year. So if you would like to help support the show, no guarantee we're going to stop doing the Amazon uh, You Bought What segments, <laughs> but it really just depends on how many subscriptions we get. I mean, let's be realistic about it. If I see 25 cents at the end of the week, I'd be surprised. Because everybody likes free stuff on the internet. So it, it's really that simple, people. It's a balance. Uh, we can get money through uh, subscriptions. Uh, if you really enjoy the show and you, you want to subscribe to the show, that's great. It's certainly something not that we, we haven't talked about before and certainly nothing that we uh, require of you. Uh, but uh, if you would rather do that and, and maybe not hear uh, segments having to do with commercials and things, um, that's how you're going to get it done. So I, I just can't be any more frank than that. And I will say, Juan, I do appreciate your your message. It's always great to hear from anybody that has dissenting uh, opinions. And we do appreciate the three-star because from what you uh, wrote there, I would have thought it would have been a two or maybe even a one-star. So uh, seriously, we're having, having fun uh, at uh, some somewhat of your expense, but it is uh, important to us that we hear from you guys because we do want to improve the show. Um, but I, you know, I don't see the bad jokes going away. And the pronunciation, uh, it's just a problem with me being smart. So <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> well, let's get yeah, on. No, I don't think Tony's jokes are going to get any better. No. Uh, no I've no, known, no. I've known him for me. years and years now, and uh, it's, it's pretty steady, pretty consistent. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I do know on Beyond Pod, and I suspect on other uh, podcast apps that you can put on your uh, smartphone, uh, you can hit the fast forward button, and it'll fast forward 30 seconds, and I don't think I got any jokes that last longer than that. Uh, let's hope not. <laughs> I can start working on some, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, we also have some reviews from other places as well. We are very active on the Twitter, as Tony might say. And we got one from Jim Beaver, at Jim Beaver 15, at Jeep Talk Show. Solid work, guys. Keep it up. Give us a thumbs up. And he is from the Down and Dirty Show, downanddirtyshow.com. 
races the number 15 trophy truck and Razor nationally syndicated action motorsports radio show host. He's an off-road and rally voice, and he's a regular TV dude, MC, stunt rider, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hashtag game on. Jim, thank you very much. Sounds like this is a guy who definitely knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I'll just mention that uh, that was in response to one of our uh, Jeep uh, commercial or teasers, video teasers that I put up. So he watched the teaser, and uh, that was his response. So uh, that's why he was saying solid work. Uh, in other words, uh, he was enjoying the teaser. Uh, at least that's what, when it came in. I'm assuming that it wasn't from uh, listening to the show uh, at first. So, and then we have also from the Twitter, I'm guessing, Tony. Yes. Carl Falk. H. That's how I would pronounce it. Yep. Don't, don't make a joke. I'm not. <laughs> um, at Carl Falk H. He says, in response to episode 227 teaser video at Jeep Talk Show, that was awesome. Thank you. So it makes me feel better when I'm, I'm bugging people about uh, sending them these videos when they say that it was, you know, they enjoyed it and, you know, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm sure some of them are being polite, but, uh, you know, you got to get the, the word out somehow. And uh, I think we got a pretty good show here. Um, 70, uh, at least 69 of the 70 reviews say we do. So uh, I, uh, I've taken it upon myself to uh, push the show out there in front of people because uh, a lot of people don't know there's even a, a talk show about cheaps. And, and uh, I didn't know we were paying you to think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, ob- it's obvious I'm not being paid. But enough. I'm bum. <laughs> Speaking of bad jokes. <laughs> so let's get over to Jeep Cherokee from stock to Wheeler. We're, we're going to deviate from the normal fun modifications we do. Uh, on our agent Cherokees and snap back to reality with age usually comes uh, cost uh, comes basic repairs. Anyone uh, that has had an old car, usually when you're young and have your first vehicle, we know all too well that things break or someone we think, I'm sorry. Uh, and then someone we think should know what they're talking about tells us what needs to be repaired. I've been doing my own repairs on my vehicle since I was 16 years old. Why? I didn't have any money for somebody else to do it. Sure, I've paid to have some stuff done, things I couldn't do myself or didn't think I could do. Well, recently, our 2003 Honda Civic, I know, everybody's gasping, what the hell, Denver D1's warming up with, this is a Jeep talk show, fellas, but (laughs) bear with me, you'll see what I'm talking about here. Uh, This vehicle is my youngest daughter's, uh, is the vehicle that my youngest daughter drives and was involved in a single vehicle accident. It was minor. She popped a front and rear tire on the driver's side. Uh, After getting these tires replaced, she learned the value of not driving on tires that had broken a bead (laughs) because she had to buy two new tires. There wasn't any apparent damage other than some road rash uh, on the factory alloy wheels. To be safe, I told her to get in alignment. She took it to Firestone. Let me repeat that. Firestone. Uh, I, I don't like Firestone. I had a bad experience with them when I was 17 or 18 in which I paid them to align my 73 Pontiac Ventura. Yes, I am old. Since it was uh, pulling to the left. Driving it home, I released the steering wheel and it still pulled to the left. (laughs) After getting home, I saw there were shims missing on the upper control arm. Jeez. (laughs) They're missing. I mean, literally, there's a big gap there on the bolt that's holding this thing to the rest of the the vehicle. So I uh, went and purchased some new shims. Uh, put it where the little shiny metal was uh, exposed. In other words, where the shims had been. I mean, I wasn't even measuring anything. I was just putting enough shims back in there to to put it back where it was and then tighten it down a little bit. I mean, we're not talking about rocket science here. So uh, I, I drove it, 
uh, and I drove it for several more years without it being uh, any pulling to left or right. So that was kind of a lesson to me that for uh, a few minutes of my time and literally less than $5, I was able to fix my own damn problems and not have to wait for somebody else to screw it up. And of course, I could have screwed it up, but I would have learned in the process. So I've had other issues with Firestone, but let's get back on track here. Firestone told my daughter they couldn't align the Honda. It needed a lower control arm, ball joints, strut, shocks. The only thing it didn't need was the knuckle and the tie rod ends. They politely offered to replace all that and complete the alignment for $1,750. That's half the value of the vehicle. How do people afford such a thing? What do they do when they're faced with something like this? And they don't have tools or the knowledge or the belief that they can do it in themselves. Anyway, armed with the quote from Firestone, I went to Amazon.com. And you too can go to Amazon.com as well, that uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Uh, two strut shocks, ball joints, lo two lower control arms, and replacement tie rod ends were $450 shipped to my hot little hands in my little house so I could go work, work on this stuff in my little garage. Now, I don't know if you were keeping up there. I got more parts than what they were saying that we needed. I went ahead and replaced both lower control arms. I went ahead and replaced uh, the tie rod ends, which one had a torn boot, which, you know, is going to dry out and cause problems in the future. So I'm already there. I might as well replace it. So uh, I bought a lot of parts for a lot less than that 1750 Of course, it doesn't include labor. Well, the first weekend, I replaced the side uh, that uh, took the impact, the driver's side. Uh, it took me about six hours, maybe seven. I don't know. I, I may have taken a nap in there. Uh, the next weekend, it was the passenger side. My daughter took the Honda back to Firestone, and they checked everything. All good, and did the alignment. Oh, and I didn't change the driver's, uh, I'm sorry, the passenger side ball joint because it was already had been replaced uh, by a prior owner and was nice and tight. And it was confirmed by the experts at Firestone. Firestone uh, parts prices were about $1,000 with labor being about $750. I bought more parts for less than half of that $1,000. So I saved $750 in labor, $550 in parts. Now, the alignment did cost $89, so really I only saved $1,200. Let me repeat that. $1,200. I do have a fairly significant investment in tools, but the majority of repairs can be done with a couple of socket sets, a BF hammer, and lots of time. Oh, thinking create, creativity, create, ah, damn it, uh, creatively, creatively, <laughs> thinking about how you can do it other ways helps Maybe. often too. <laughs> More tools makes the job go faster and easier, usually. So the gouging continues. Since the airbags and the Honda had a re recall, my daughter made an appointment to have them replaced for free, but at a local Honda dealership. Guess what they found? Nope, none of the front end parts uh, needed to be replaced, but they did say the brakes needed to re be replaced front and back, and the power steering and brake fluids were old and should be drained and filled with new fluid. So much for free service. Of course, it wasn't required, and I guess they need to try, but geez, a young 21-year-old female shows up and they try to bilk money out of her? It's not, it's, is it not bad enough that she could have been injured or killed from the airbags that were installed in the thing? Now they want to try to get more money out of her too, just because she was lucky enough to live through uh, owning a Honda? 
Well, they're connect, uh, correct about the rear brakes, but the front brakes have much more life left in them. Fluids? Sure, why not? <laughs> but it doesn't have to be done now, and certainly not by uh, not at dealership prices. Thank you, Honda dealership. Just change out the airbags that should have uh, killed somebody for the last 13 years. Yeah, the dealerships are, frankly, any mechanic shop. I'm not going to yes. say every, but I'm going to say just about any majority. Will seem to take advantage of those who are not mechanically inclined. Now, I'm going to risk being sexist here and, and say that most females who come into an automotive repair shop don't know what they're talking about when it comes to you know certain mechanical functions and the nomenclature and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I can definitely see those who don't have very good work ethic will take that as an opportunity to take advantage of somebody to make an extra buck. And I, you know, I worked in the automotive industry for well over a decade, and I can still continue to to work uh, uh, have friends that work in the industry as well. And this is just a practice that is is not done by every single shop, but certainly done very commonly all around the nation. So I always recommend if 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 there's a problem that a friend of mine is having with their vehicle and something that even I can't take care of, I will always recommend that they take it to not just one shop but several shops, even two or three to start, you know, getting the second opinion, make sure that they're not getting taken advantage of. And of course, making sure they get another set of eyes on what the problem is because well, another opinion could make the difference of, you know, breaking the bank or not. Hundreds of dollars. Tammy, what's been, what has been your experience? You're certainly female and you've owned vehicles before. Uh, have you run into situations like this where uh, just because you show up with the vehicle that uh, they, they give you a price and then uh, maybe, uh, your husband gets involved or takes it someplace else and the price is very different? Um, you know, I've never really taken them in. He has. and I. But I will say, you know, probably when I was single, I probably did get taken advantage of, but I didn't know I did. Right. Yeah. You know, which is a good point what Josh said about getting a second opinion because you, you do that for yourself when you go to the doctor. You should do that with your vehicles too because – you know, you just well, yeah, know. your vehicle is your is your second largest yep. investment, uh, typically. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, with most people, and and I always recommend, you know, hey, do yourself a favor, maybe you know, educate your little yourself on on a, on a few things. Um, you know, if you if you suspect a problem with the car, start doing Google searches. You might learn a few things about your own vehicle that you didn't know before, and hey, you might even just be better armed when you actually go to talk to a mechanic. Might sound a little bit more like you know what you're talking about, and I might be able to finagle yourself a better price. You know, one of the things I uh, I showed my daughter, my youngest daughter, was um, uh, we had the quote from Firestone, and I I pulled the, a few items up on uh, online uh, from uh, Amazon, and I said, look, this is a Moog, yada yada yada, ball joint, and I think they even had the part number. Pulled it up on Amazon.com. I think the Moog, uh, and and this is just me remembering. I don't have it in front of me. I may be wrong. Uh, I think the Moog ball joint on the uh, the um, uh, quote from Firestone was $90 for one. It was $30 on Amazon.com. And and I can tell you that it's probably $30 from uh, from AutoZone or $35 from AutoZone, O'Reilly's, uh, in, in your local uh, parts places, which, you know, you should support those folks. I'm not saying, you know, don't, uh, don't uh, go to those places, just go Amazon. This is what I chose to do. Uh, and, uh, so the, the, they, not only were they charging labor, they were, uh, raising the prices of the parts, not like a, a standard 10 or 20%, which, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on that guys, but I think that's, that's kind of the norm 
whenever they and sell so you usually parts? about thirty percent in my with Is my it? experience. That, okay. That's how that's how we used to do markup uh, when I was working in in uh, automotive retail. Okay, I was it was much less, and and, and you know. The, I told her, I said, look, you can, uh, you know, if you're, you're taking care of this stuff yourself and you don't have the ability to, to fix the stuff, I'm not around, or maybe you're living someplace else, or maybe you just want to take care of it yourself, uh, go back and say, look, if I bring you the parts, uh, will you still do the labor? And, you know, they may give you a hard time because they were looking at, you know, not only just doing that labor for, you know, the $750, they were also looking at, you know, adding another $500 of that income, but they may, they may still do that to help you out. Uh, and I said they may go tell you, well, we can't warranty the, the 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 warranty the work, and they say, well, wait a minute, the work you're doing, the parts you don't have to warranty. I'll take care of that warranty through wherever I got it from, you know. So just get clarification yeah. on that. They certainly should be able to warranty their work, no matter where the parts came from. I would, yeah, think. I even even on my side work, all my side jobs and stuff, I I always guarantee my workmanship for the life of the vehicle. I stand behind what I do that much because that's the kind of work ethic that I have. That's the way that I was trained. And that's the kind of service that I have always prided myself on delivering for both my friends and customers. Uh, now, I, I don't you know, do this as a profession anymore, mm-hmm. uh, but I still do work on the side. And whether I'm installing you know, a ball joint for somebody or whether I'm installing a, a, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of stereo equipment into a vehicle, I, you know, I always tell them, hey, for as long as you own this vehicle – if anything goes wrong and it's my labor, you know, a product, you know, uh, an issue with my installation or or what I've done, my workmanship, I will take care of it 100%. Yep. If you I, don't have if you're going to a shop and they don't stand behind their work like that, you need to go somewhere else. Yeah. And I hey guys, for all of our, our our jeepers out there. I I know that you know we kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent that that it doesn't directly necessarily apply to to Jeeps, but guys, if you are having a problem with your Jeep and you're not mechanically inclined, you don't necessarily know what's going on, I highly recommend that you reach out to the Jeep community, guys. We, all of us Jeep owners, we stand behind, uh, you know, uh, our, our Jeep brotherhood, always here to help each other out. So, you know, chances are a local Jeep club or, hey, even your local Jeep talk show host <laughs> might be able to help you guys out. If you have a problem with your Jeep, guys, by all means, give us a call and let us know what you're facing. We might be able to help you out, at least get you pointed in the right direction and arm yourself with a little bit of, in, uh, a little bit of uh, intel when you head out to the mechanic shop. And if you don't have uh, time to wait a week or two weeks to get an answer on the show, you can always go to xjtalk.com or wranglertalk.com. And post uh, your question up there on the forum and don't have to worry about getting any flaming or told that that question's been asked a thousand times before. Just come over there and ask and we'll try to help you out as best we can. So uh, continuing on the line of talking about things that aren't Jeep related, (laughs) I recently uh, heard an interview over at the uh, 4x4 podcast in which uh, one of the co-hosts was talking about uh, a Google, an automatic Google driving car incident. And uh, he agreed to come on and do a, a quick interview with us. And uh, let's just uh, hear from uh, his own words uh, uh, what he had to say about the Google automatic driving car. Hey, guys, I have a treat for you tonight. We uh, are going to be speaking with a, a member of the 4x4 uh, podcast, uh, Craig. And uh, he mentioned a story recently in uh, episode 110, I think, of uh, the 4x4 podcast. Uh, Craig, thanks for joining us. And uh, could you give us a little bit of background about uh, uh, what you do? I mean, you're a, a, a truck driver of a 18-wheeler. Is that correct? Yes, I drive a truck in California. Um, and uh, we had a we had brought up the the mention of a 
Google cars or the self-driving autonomous cars on our show. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually witnessed um, one of these Google cars because I worked around the Google area where actual Google is. And I've seen these cars on a regular basis. Right. And I've seen a car where it's just driving down the road and it's in the third lane. So it's right next to curb traffic or parked cars. It's the slow lane next to the sidewalk. It's in the it's in the slow lane. It's, you know, you have the curb, then you have parked cars, and then you have the lane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was witnessing a Google car a self-driving vehicle right. driving up the lane and all of a sudden the a car that was parked, their door opened maybe four to six inches like anybody would do right. to look to see if a car is coming. And then they saw a vehicle was coming, so they immediately closed the door back. Right. Well, the autonomous car just stopped, <laughs> just dead stopped. Well, the poor car that was driven by a human uh-huh. behind the autonomous car almost slammed into the back of them because they were not expecting the car to just stop. Sure. Unlike a regular vehicle or you and I, you see somebody's car kind of door come open and then go shut again. You're just going to kind of move over in the lane and right. keep going, right? Slow down maybe not- a little bit or honk the horn. <laughs> Yeah, do something. Something, no. something that's uh, not as uh, as nice as that. You know, I have to say, though, I'm very impressed with the programming and its ability to see that much detail while it's driving. That's that's really impressive. Well, it is impressive with electronic, you know, electronics today. I mean, you, you can see different types of animals, people, and cars all in these heads-up displays. Mm-hmm. But then you start taking it away and giving it into a computer's hands – then you get these people that the machine will do something that a human doesn't expect. And I have a, I have a frightening feeling that there's going to be vehicles that slam into the back of these cars because they're not going to do what a human would do. Well, I think we've all heard on the news uh, how the Google cars have been involved in accidents and they gleefully say, but it wasn't the Google car's fault. Well, with your story that I heard on the 4x4 podcast, it certainly makes sense why or how an accident could happen because of the way the computer has been programmed to stop all of the sudden like that. And, and it could cause an accident simply by uh, stopping immediately and the, the human not behind it not being able to react quickly enough. Drunk people could use the autonomous cars. I said, yeah, you know what a drunk autonomous car is nowadays? It's called a taxi. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting, and you guys need to watch out for it. Craig, I want to thank you for uh, joining us here today. And if you guys don't know about the 4x4 podcast, you need to join uh, Dan and Craig and uh, Rich uh, over yes, there. Please they, come they, join us. They're doing uh, uh, monthly shows. They cover all kinds of things, uh, Jeeps and Land Rovers and uh, a wide range of things. and uh, Cooking uh, and camping. Yeah, overlanding. All part of the 4x4 Radio Network, which uh, both of our shows are, are a member of. Craig, thanks for being here today, and we really appreciate you sharing your uh, Google car story with us. Oh, I appreciate you uh, letting me. <laughs> but uh, like I said, everybody's got to watch out for those cars because they're coming, and they're not going to go away, unfortunately.
No, there's only going to get more. Thanks, thanks for letting me come on, and uh, thanks, guys, and I hope you guys have a good show. Thank you. So, uh, great interview, uh, Craig. Against uh, again, thank you for being on and sharing that with us. Uh, although not Jeep related, certainly something that uh, if you uh, if you drive on the roads. Uh, something that we're going to have to be uh, putting up with and when watching out after. Now, programming can be changed, uh, and they may make allowances as time progresses. But uh, if you uh, happen to be behind a Google uh, autonomous driving vehicle, you might want to uh, adhere to that uh, following distance rule because it certainly is going to be doing it uh, with with a lot of vigor. It's going to do it exactly as it's supposed to be doing, and that's kind of the problem with computers. All right. Well, uh, I was recently contacted online on the Twitter uh, from Gary Perkins, uh, who was interested in doing a, a segment for us here on the Jeep Talk Show and uh, was uh, just really excited, uh, to, always excited to be contacted by folks wanting to be part of the show. I mean, how great is it for you guys not only to take the time to listen to our show, but want to be a part of it? And uh, as uh, Josh, Tammy, and I have always said, there's always a seat open and we certainly uh, appreciate uh, people jumping in. So uh, without further ado, let me uh, let you uh, see this introduction from uh, Gary Perkins. Hey guys, we are here tonight to introduce a new contributor to the Jeep Talk Show. His name is Gary, and he's going to be doing a Jeep segment for us. Gary, welcome to the show, and uh, thank you very much for you know jumping in there and wanting to be a contributor with us. Uh, give the folks uh, an idea of uh, who you are, where you are, and what you're going to do for the Jeep Talk Show. Well, thanks for that introduction, Tony. And uh, first, let me say that I'm very thankful to the Jeep Talk Show for actually allowing me this opportunity to be able to provide this segment to you. Um, as Tony said, uh, my name is Gary Perkins, and I live in a small town named Alabama uh, that's just outside of Auburn University for all you college football fans out there. Um, you, know, you may know that there is actually a second major university within Alabama, and uh, I guess we say we're it. Uh, the segment that I want to provide to you guys is one on Jeep history. With this being the 75th anniversary of Jeep, I feel that there is so much that's out there that's maybe unexplored or uh, we haven't really gotten into uh, in, in maybe a great length. Um, between the military history of Jeep, the civilian history of Jeep, some of the lost models, the concepts that were out there, some of the wildest concepts you can imagine, like making Jeeps into helicopters that could be deployed on the battlefield. Uh, these certain things, I think, are so, so unique to the Jeep culture and Jeep lifestyle that this just adds something to the show that perhaps you wouldn't get with any other, uh, any other podcast or talk show out there. Uh, additionally, there are a lot of things that tie into Jeep. Uh, there are certain models, there are certain companies, there are certain uh, relationships that have been built within the Jeep community that I think can also be explored uh, to add interest and value to the show. So that's what I would like to do. I hope that your listeners enjoy it. Uh, I, I will definitely uh, be showing you some video of some uh, you know, different models, different military history models uh, that are just in my local Area, uh, with our proximity to Columbus, Georgia, and uh, Fort Benning, the largest military base in the world. So, Well, I am very excited to uh, see what you come up with, uh, Gary. It's going to be very interesting, and uh, we certainly look forward to having you on the show. And thanks for joining us today to introduce yourself to the audience. All right. Thank you, Tony. And again, thanks again for the opportunity. You've heard of Jeep Hair Don't Care, right? Well, I'm here talking with people who do. Care, that is. Welcome to Jeep Hair, we care. 
I am here with one of my favorite people on the planet, somebody I'm very proud to know and call family, my father-in-law, Pete Buttrick, a former maintenance sergeant on B-52s for the United States Air Force. Pete, what do you care about? Well, I care about the veterans in this country, particularly the disabled veterans. I'm a volunteer driver, and I take them from a clinic in Athens, Georgia, over to hospital appointments in Augusta, Georgia. We wait there for them till their appointments are over, and then we drive them back to Athens to their homes. That's really great. Hey, thanks for watching Jeep Hair We Care. Here's some more information. LT Wright Knives are handcrafted in Ohio with the finest locally sourced materials. They build everything from everyday carry to bushcraft and even overland specific jeepers. Everything that LTWK builds comes with a lifetime guarantee and is designed from the ground up to be a solid working knife. Each piece is constructed with survival in mind. Knives with a proven international pedigree that have been there and back. Bushcraft, hunting, camping, overland, and everyday carry models are all available. Their new Bushcraft HC is an excellent example of an everyman knife, able to do everything from help getting the campfire started to skinning some game. Being made from 332 1075 steel with a convex edge, you can even resharpen it easily in the field. These heirloom quality pieces will outlast your adventure, so plan well, drive safely, and carry an LTWK. Find out more information online at ltwrightknives.com. That's ltwrightknives.com. Shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Man, shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Guys, I am so exhausted. I have been on a whirlwind of a week. Last Thursday, I left for my trip up the coast of Maine. I checked off a bunch of 50 before 50 items. Had an amazing meetup at Acadia National Park, got some tattoos, and one may even be Jeep-related. And the best <laughs> thing, finally, I picked up my newly lifted Jeep. Next week on my blog at www.jeepmama.com, I'm going to share all of those cool stories and pictures, so tune in. So, as my plane landed on Monday... Um, oh, first, let me backtrack. So I'm Saturday. I'm sitting on a bench in Ogunquit, Maine. I think that's how you pronounce it. And I get this phone call and it's my guy, Chuck. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, sitting on a bench in Maine. <laughs> I'm like, why? He's like, your Jeep is done. And I'm like, no, you know, I'm in Maine. Don't tell me this. <laughs> so I said, send me a picture. And he's like, nope, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I, I want to go home now. So anyway, I tried to put it out of my mind. No, but, um, but why didn't he want to send you a picture, Tammy? He wasn't oh, just being mean. No, he wanted to see my reaction. Yes. To, Good um, man. Good left. man. So um, <laughs> anyway, and everyone kept teasing me before I left on vacation. Um, this one guy I work with, he's like, well, if you give me your keys, I can um, just yeah. go get your Jeep and pick you up oh, at the yeah. airport with it. And I'm like, heck no. I'll break it in for you. So. Yeah. So actually, before I left or when I dropped off the Jeep, I told it because my husband said him and my sons were going to go pick it up. And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I made it clear <laughs> to the guys in the shop. I said, you are not to release this Jeep to anyone but me. 
everyone in the shop started laughing. She had them <laughs> sign disclaimers. There was you know, some contracts involved. Yep. No one is allowed to drive this Jeep. So, Tammy, um, are you going to share your reaction with us? I mean, what did you think when you saw it? I mean, I know you had some idea. You've been looking at lifted Jeeps for a while as you were planning this. I, um, well, we drove, it, when you're driving to Adam's Jeep where they did my work at Adam's Extreme Motorsports, you come around a curve and you're up on a hill and you you go down the hill and you can see all the Jeeps and this big, huge field and oh, the, nice. the shop and everything as you're coming over the hill. And actually, I have a little video of that um, that I'll have to edit and put on my, my blog. But I'm right. like, I don't see it. Where's my Jeep? I don't see it. Because usually, it's like parked right up in front. They specifically hit it ah, around back. Good or, people. So yeah. I love these guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So then, you know, I'm I'm waiting and waiting. And my husband, met, he got to see it before me, unfortunately, because he went around back and had them load my old stock tires in the back of his pickup. But anyway, so... I saw them come around and I started recording, but I wasn't really recording. So you can't, (laughs) you know, I was so excited. You were very excited. So yeah, Oh my God, there it is. Oh my God. And I just, and my plan was to spend a little time with Chuck to have him explain all the stuff he did under the Jeep. But I was so excited to get in and I just, you know, got in it. And eh, you can home. learn that stuff later. Healed yeah. out, left some tire marks in the parking lot. Right. Like, Bye, suckers! Hope that <laughs> check clears! <laughs> um, but what I did was right when I got off the plane, we drove straight there um, to get it. And I was so excited. It was so awesome. It was, it's, was amazing. And driving home was amazing, too. I was sitting right up there with the truckers. I'd look at them and wave. They're probably like, what the hell is she doing? Um, <laughs> it's a Jeep wave, babe, <laughs> not know. a truck wave. <laughs> um, it w- the side wave, you know, on the side. Yeah, the dainty um, side wave, yeah. And I was expecting my wheels to make that, <laughs> sound, you know, you hear the big lifted Jeeps coming down the road. That's called um, cupping. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't hear that from my own Jeep. But no, that's they're new. The top was up. I don't know. But actually, another lifted Jeep was coming by me, and I could hear his wheel. So maybe it's just you have to be on the outside. I don't know. Anyway, because I really wanted to hear that sound. Um, I was a little tense on the ride, especially like going around. Because the ride home was like about 75 miles oh, on the nice. interstate. Oh, yeah. wow. So, yeah, That's you good, had good plenty break of time in. to get used to it. Right. And, you know, I was going through Baltimore with traffic, and they have these windy roads. I had to go through the tunnel and um wasn't it nice to be able to see over the the civilian vehicles yeah but what was weird is like if there's a smart car next to me i'm and i need to change lanes look out because i won't see it um really have to really have to look because you're not so smart now was it yeah (laughs) um you know and it wasn't any bumpier than you know in the stock jeep the fun part was i'm driving and i'm stopped um, taking my son to school and I'm stopped there to turn into the school and I look at my rear view mirror and there's a stock Jeep behind me and it looks like a little matchbox Jeep. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Um, I was so, there. You'll be okay. Yeah. You'll, you'll be and there I, someday, son. I love parking next to the stock Jeeps now because it just looks so cool. But, and guess, the, you know, I had the issue where, God, do I really do this because I'm not going to fit in the garage? Well, it does fit. 
I have like hey, this congrats. much, like three quarters of an inch. But if I put my wow. top down, just, you know, the halfway down, there's no way. I either have to have the top all the way up or all the way down. You're going to have to remember that. I know. Tear that off. That would stink. So, you know, like I said, um, I was really excited. I didn't get to talk to Chuck about what all my parts were because I was just so excited to get my Jeep and drive. So Tony and Josh, I took some pictures of all the parts and you can tell which are the new parts because they're nice, shiny, clean. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought maybe you guys could help me. I was thinking maybe this week you could, we could look at the front um, and then next week we could look at the rear and maybe explain what all the shiny new parts are for underneath my dirty Jeep. Well, this sounds like a, sure. a tech talk thing. Should we slide right on into tech talk? And you, I uh, think we should. So um, I don't know if you guys, Tony, if, you have the picture up, but uh, I took yeah, a picture. Yeah, if you're ready, I'll, uh, I'll stick that up there now. Go ahead. Yeah, this yeah, is... I've, I've um, got the picture up on my screen, too, so I'm following along. Okay, good. So this picture is um, from the front on the passenger side, looking under the Jeep, and you can see I have um, the parts labeled one, two, and three. So, so for, our, for our podcast listeners out there, guys, this is a picture that we're looking at Tammy's JK after the work has been done, kind of from the camera sitting right in front of the passenger front tire. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of the picture is pretty much primarily all of the steering and suspension components of the front end. Uh, and Tammy's got a question of what a few of these components are. Now, she's got in her picture uh, the parts labeled one, two, and three. So, Tammy, uh, do you just want me to go down the list and tell you what everything is? Go ahead. Okay, so number one, that shiny vertical part is what's called your sway bar end link. And that connects basically from one end of the sway bar to the other and attaches both ends to the axle. Now, in the middle of your JK, of the middle of that, uh, of that sway bar, rather, on your JK, there is a disconnect. And that's that little button on your dash that will basically separate one half of that sway bar from the other. Essentially, like, disconnecting them. Now, yours, it looks like you could have a quick disconnect down at the bottom. So you could opt to uh, permanently disconnect those if you wish uh, by crawling underneath the Jeep and removing those cotter pins. Now, you've got a button in the Jeep that does that for you, so right. you're never not, not ever going to have to really deal with that uh, unless that feature you know fails at some point down the road, but uh, not likely to happen. Um, number two is going to be your upper control arm link. And, uh, and we had mentioned about those being, uh, being aftermarket and what those do. Now, the upper control arm link is what kind of pretty much sets the pinion angle, uh, sets the angle of the axle, how the drive line points towards the, the, the transfer case, as it were. Uh, so you got a new bushing uh, on that whole new control arm right there. Um, and number three is going to be your adjustable track bar. Now, this is the part that actually centers the front axle under the Jeep. And this keeps the axle basically centered from left to right underneath the Jeep and uh, keeps things uh, where they're supposed to be. Uh, the adjustability gives you the option of, you know, lifting it a little bit higher if you want without having to uh, buy a new component. You just basically adjust it out for the, uh, for the difference in, in, in ride height. Not all that has probably already been done, as I'm guessing the shop has dialed everything in as far as yeah. where things should be adjusted and the alignment and all that sort of stuff. And um, you can see also the new uh, coils. Yeah, those yeah, yep. new progressive rate coil springs. Uh, I believe yep. they are dual rate. Uh, yeah. So as as you uh, as that suspension articulates and as that wheel drops from the Jeep further, um, the uh, the spring tension is going to increase on the downward uh, downward cycle right. and really push that wheel down into a hole 
um, as you come up into an obstacle or something like that. So, uh, yeah, good, good setup, Tammy. I'm really curious to see what your, uh, what your, you know, the, the rear, what the my rear looks like rear, yeah, what's your, I was <laughs> really trying not to say what your <laughs> rear end looks like. Um, but yeah, not only that, but I'm, I'm, uh, more curious about what your first off-road experience is going to be like, yeah, uh, with this whole to, new, it's basically a whole new Jeep. Yeah. I'm trying to set that up right now. Actually, um, a follower is going to be, um, in Roush Creek on June 7th and he wants me to take him around, but I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I, yeah, you probably want to get a shakedown run before you do something yeah. like that. But I, I would definitely recommend you do that with another jeeper so at least yep. you, you know in case something goes wrong i'm not saying it will but uh you know safety first and all that you know i was just looking at that picture tammy and you should uh, i don't know anything about uh, the the jeep rubicons but I, I would seriously start looking at a replacement um tie rod end i mean sorry a tie rod because that one looked kind of thin and where if, where is that that goes so between the, the go ahead josh the tie rod in, in your picture tammy it would be the the lowest bar that goes from one side to the other that basically what that does is it is it attaches one wheel to the other you're okay. you're steering when you're steering you move your steering wheel from one direction to another you're technically only pushing one wheel mm -hmm. um and so the other that bar connects that one wheel to the other and basically pulls it or pushes it along with right. it um that is on just about every jeep ever made a weak link mm -hmm. um it, it is also low-hanging fruit so as you come up towards obstacles, that tie rod is right in the way. Um, very important about tire placement here. We can get into a whole other discussion about that. But um, as Tony suggested, uh, yeah, that would be probably one of the items on your short list that you want to look into upgrading here pretty soon. You put a bigger uh, tie rod on there, and then uh, if you hit a rock, it's less likely to, the, to start the bend. And as you're putting mm -hmm. pressure on it, like going over rocks and things, that bend can amplify, and then you wind up with the tire's pointing at one another and you can't drive it home like that. So, pigeon uh, toe. yeah. So people will uh, normally replace those tie rods, uh, to something that's much thicker and much heavier duty. So it can take that abuse of being off road on road. Okay. It's not an issue off road right. with rocks and hitting stuff. It's like right. armor. It's, it, you should look at it just like you would, uh, would armor. It's just something skid that, plates yeah, it's just like the skid plate. It's just, uh, it's a rod that is less likely to bend and uh, strand you from uh, from getting home. But anyway, uh, that's, uh, that's another subject. Just thought I'd mention that really quickly if possible. Thank you. Well, the, the cool thing about this, what you guys talked earlier about, you know, Josh, you said you, yeah. you warranty your work. Well, yes. if I break any of these parts, um, they will, or they get damaged or anything, they will replace everything for free. Yep, that's that good. Is and it's fantastic. And and it maintains your Jeep warranty, doesn't it? By having it done by these folks? Yeah, everything. Yeah, and you know, so. I think I asked them, I think my Jeep warranty would have been okay anyway if I I don't remember. I can, I'll have to ask. I'd again. like to know the answer to that because yeah, I think I'll that would be good for again. people. I remember to know. I discussed that with them. Um and I want to say it's okay. Yeah, I would like to know that because uh, yeah. I know a lot of people out there may, may, may not be making changes to their uh, the new Jeeps because they don't want to void their warranty. Right. Uh, all right. Well, look, uh, great show, and uh, it's not quite over yet. Uh, Josh has some wheeling wear to share with us. Yes, yeah, where we talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. Hospice of Southern Illinois is holding another Jeep fundraiser, guys. This is happening on June 11th. Uh, going down at the Bond Business Center in Harrisburg, Illinois. Registration cost is just $20 per Jeep, but guys, every last cent of the proceeds are going from the event are going to be helping benefit the hospice 
of Southern Illinois. If you guys don't know what hospice is, uh, these are a, a group of people who really do amazing things uh, for uh, families who are dealing with a loved one at the, uh, at, at the end of life. Um, also, on a higher note, uh, the Friends of the Bantam Jeep Association are presenting the 2016 Bantam Jeep Heritage Festival. This is going on June 10th and the 12th at Cooper's Lake Campground, 10th through the 12th rather, Cooper's Lake Campground near Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. Uh, this festival is a Jeep-only event, guys, so you're going to be seeing some really cool rigs. All drivers must be at least 18 years of age. Last year, in 2015, they had over 20,000 attendees. This is a world record-holding event, having the largest parade of Jeeps ever recorded. For more information, go to www.bantamjeepfestival.com. Also, uh, the Bighorn Mountain Crawlers will be holding the second annual Bighorn Mountain Crawlers 4x4 and UTV show on Sunday, May 29th, at Plains Tire in Sheridan, Wyoming. Definitely an event you guys want to check out. If you have an event, guys, make sure you let us know. That last one came from our friend Uncle Buck, who mentions that he always enjoys the Jeep Talk Show each and every week and tells us to keep up the good work. And we want you guys to, of course, keep in contact with us. You want to start hearing from some, we want to start hearing from some of the Jeep clubs out there, guys. I don't care if you have only five members. Let's get a hold of us. We'll give you guys a shout out on the air and a link to your club's page in our show notes. Not to mention, we'll plug any event you have coming up. Bubba Joe having a work party in the shed out back? <laughs> Let us know. Maybe your club has a show and shine or a fundraising event. It doesn't matter the size or the cause. Just shoot us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to get your Jeep club showcased on the show. Who knows? Maybe we get enough responses from you guys this into a little bit of a contest always fun man we uh, sure appreciate you guys showing up here especially when we have these uh, technical issues and uh, again josh has uh, had a bit of an issue with his computer tonight and is uh, operating with one uh, arm and leg tied behind his back <laughs> we sure appreciate him uh, uh, jumping in there and uh, getting all this stuff done put in a lot of extra time to get things going today so uh, you guys should think about all that hard work that Josh did and follow us on Twitter. Just go to uh, Twitter and look for at Jeep Talk Show. We're on the Facebook as well, uh, the, the slash Jeep Talk Show. Gosh, Google Plus, I think it's also slash Jeep Talk Show. So uh, really all you have to do is just go to your favorite social media and do uh, look for Jeep Talk Show. Also on Instagram, we're on Tumblr. Uh, actually, I think we're XJ Talk on, on Tumblr, but you know, you know, how, you know how to find us. So uh, you guys uh, need to find us, need to talk to us. Let us know what's going on. Uh, like Josh was saying, if you got a club, don't, then we don't care if it's, it's you and Uncle Joe. <laughs> Let us know what's going on so we can share it with other people. Uh, wonderful for hearing from uh, the Oregon Trail Off-Road Group. Uh, absolutely ecstatic that we were able to help them and make a big difference in this big event they're going to be doing. Uh, I just can't tell you how excited I am that I, it, it, this is my salad, Sally Fields moment. You know, you're really <laughs> listening to us, and we really, really appreciate that. Yeah, I'll be interviewing the guys from Oregon Trail Off-Road here in another couple weeks. They've got a couple things to iron out here before I'm going to have them back in studio for a follow-up interview. And this is going to be uh, the last one before the launch, guys. And so the next time we hear from them after this is going to be, well, the launch date for this epic adventure that they've got going on. So a history in the making, guys. Stay tuned for another bonus interview coming up here real soon. So you guys can find me over at MUCCS.com if you need some computer help. Tammy, where can people find you? Um, jeepmama.com j-e-e-p-m-o-m-m-a.com and don't forget to check next week and you'll see my new jeep tattoo <laughs> looking forward to that hey you guys can find me over at thevoiceofjosh.com if you need a, a voice for your product or business by all means reach out to me we'll see what we can do
You guys have a great Jeep week. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> you, sir, are a nerd. <laughs> <laughs>